feel different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If these kept taking the same supplements for the rest of their lives, they're not going to feel that way. You have any? That's not a call. You're joking. You're joking. You're joking. What is this? There's a sign came up. You're joking. You're joking. You're joking. No. How are we doing ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulletproof Mindset where we bulletproof your mind through health, fitness and just general chit chat. Today we're going to go over our supplementation, when you need it, how you need it, is it fucking bullshit, you will find out in today's episode. Unfortunately today uh, we had some technical errors and going forward this kind of audio is not the kind of audio you're going to hear, you're going to hear it from the camera only. So we so, get fucked up. Yeah, so you get fucked up, so we do apologise going forward but we still yeah. hope you enjoy it. Right, so Dale, yet again. I've got some stomach problems. Dodgy. Dodgy. Dodgy stomach problems. Dodgy so it, take, it takes us straight on a, a topic of conversation here, which we're going to be talking about supplements and all this. And it comes from the fact that I was taking zinc supplements because it's good for your testosterone levels, etc. And what I just read there and what I didn't know before, so I ran out of my zinc seven days ago. And now, for five days straight, I've had diarrhea. And zinc supposedly, <laughs> supposedly curbs diarrhea and obviously I ran out of it seven days ago and now I have diarrhea. So do you, do you actually think it could be this to them? Well actually reading that there is a, a high possibility. So so obviously my body's been used to getting frequently high levels of zinc and then obviously it's down. Yeah you're just adapting and trying to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a possibility. Not to get too into talk about uh, diarrhea and stuff but um, sometimes that can be the fibre intake that you have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they say like about thirty grams of fibre, but for men it should be like north of fifty. Lots of fruits every day and lots of oats every day. So my fibre is usually pretty high. Yeah, so for folk that's listening to this, then you've had a troublesome three, <laughs> four days, <laughs> five days. This is the fifty. This is the fifty. Pissing at his arse. <laughs> <laughs> Pissing at my every fucking day. It's, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no fucking good. And now you can't even, it's too solid that you can't even get one out now. No, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've took some of them which has uh, fucked me up. <laughs> so he's gone through his time of the month, folks. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like a, feel like a woman. So if you hear any, any <laughs> if you hear any uh, funny noises about this, it's James's arse. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it does, it does, it brings up a good to- uh, topic because supplements is something, especially in the fitness world, that it seems to be that you need to be taking su- supplements mm. to um, improve your health markers or whatever it may be, you have a better gym workout. So what we wanted to do is actually run through some supplements that, that, that should you be taking, um, why do people take them in the first place and when is the best time to take them. So mm. so for you, you've, you've identified zinc then, zinc is a... Why, why did you take zinc in the first place? Just for I just read that it had some uh, benefits to immune system health. Uh, I, I read where what foods I got out of. So you get out of poultry, red meat and fish. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any red meat or fish in my diet at the moment. You really? Know? Do you not? No, I, well, because obviously we've got a busy schedule, I usually have chicken on the go. Yeah, just chicken. So I used to have steak every day. I felt, see when I did my steak every day, I felt really good. I would love to have like red meat every day. It's just, impo- it's not impossible, but it's hard. I would rather just make a chicken in a fryer and move on. So I was like, you know what, I'll add it in my diet. And I, I was, I, I think I was feeling the benefit. You know, I was already feeling good, but uh, maybe, maybe because I did take it out, that there's a possibility of why I went back. Do you know, I was just about to say, because I know you don't eat fish, um, but I thought I thought you did consume red meat on a regular basis, but huh. that would probably be why. I, I, so I never, I think I'd taken... See when I was on my prep for my competition, 
I was working with a coach and he was like, take zinc, take zinc before bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was eating fucking red meat as well. And then I just didn't feel, when I stopped taking it, and I felt the difference. So that, that was a sign or a good indication that for anyone that's listening, if you're taking a supplement, say, we'll get onto a few in a second, but whatever it is that you're taking, and then you stop taking it, if you don't see any changes, then there's maybe a chance of no really doing anything. You didn't have a deficiency. Yeah. A, a lot of the time as well, with these supplements, they're supplements for a reason because they only do a minuscule thing, so you need to do everything at the one time to feel the massive difference. So if you are feeling absolutely terrible, taking zinc is not going to cure your, your problems. <laughs> I think people who read the like, benefits of taking zinc, better mood increased this or something, like, right, go on, go take my item. But buying so many, but obviously, when you look at it, one of the things that people will say when they go start going to the gym, right, I'm going to get protein powder, I'm going to get creatine, I'm going to smash the gym, mm-hmm. and you're like, right, so how's your diet, how's your sleep, or what do you mean? I'm like, well, they're much bigger things in your protein powder and your, and your creatine. Mm-hmm. Or people say, right, I'm going, I'm going, they just, they're so mad for the creatine. And uh, I mean, creatine, obviously, we're going, we're going to speak about it soon, but it doesn't do that much. Do you know what I mean? Not especially, and the thing is, well, like, it's a good point. So there's so many big rocks to take care of before you get down your supplementation route. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on where you, what your lifestyle's like, how busy you are, maybe what sort of, I'll say diet or like, I don't know what the word is, like some people are like vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, like there's some people that fall into these camps and that's where supplements can be an, an, a great tool, but take care of your sleep, drink plenty of water, like these are these are two things that you have full control over to maybe mm-hmm. tackle for. Simple, very simple, <coughs> very simple principles that you can fix before you even start supplementing. Supplement. I mean, fixing your sleep is the first one. Mm-hmm. Get a good training plan, training with intensity, and then you're your eye moving more. Exactly, get your steps in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That will help you more than that that zinc or that magnesium. Do you know what I mean? And, and this is where it comes on to. So then the next pillar seems to be nutrition. Mm-hmm. And in nutrition, a lot of people end up becoming deficient in sodium, for example, mm-hmm. because they're they're mm-hmm. consuming fast foods, they're Chinesees and stuff like that. Now, right, going on my health kick. And they eat plain chicken, mm-hmm. plain rice, and then they feel like shit. And it's because they're not as much. So. Well, I mean, I, I've actually just explained this to somebody the other day. So she was like, I'm getting quite so So we put her on a calorie deficit. So we had her about 2,200 calories, but I put her down to 1,500. And uh, I said, like, we need to watch you because she is older. I'm like, we need to watch you every week. I need to know how you're feeling. I need to know if we need to up it as soon as possible because I don't want, you, I don't want your hormones crash, especially at that age. And she was like, I'm getting a bit of a sore head. And I went, right, so what, what have you been eating? She, she told me, oh, right, so you've ate less of this. I was like, you know what? I was like, there's no salt in that diet, I don't know. She's like, no, there's none. I was like, wait today, is it first thing in the morning? Have half a gram of salt with some water. And then at the end of the night, have half a gram of salt with the water. So when you wake up, you've got a, high so- you've got a higher sodium level. And when you go to bed and you're sleeping right through, you've got a higher sodium level. So your sodium level is higher throughout the day. Because obviously... If you drink loads of water throughout the day and you don't have any sodium, you'll just piss it all back out. Aye, so, and it seems to be demonised, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I, I add salt to all my meals. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, like, uh, one, it makes it kind of taste better, mm-hmm. and, and two, uh, I get better pumps for the, for the workouts that I do. Right? You, you, you just feel better when you don't have salt, you feel worse, but the problem with processed foods is there's so much salt at the one time Aye. that it is actually really dangerous to add salt in anything else. Right. So if you're having all these processed foods, then adding salt in your diet is actually worse for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're not if you're not eating too much processed foods and you went on a more organic diet at so say whole foods, mm-hmm. then you will need to add salt to your food. Aye. So do, 
Do you? Because I hate taking salt with water. I don't know how you do it. I just, no, I don't even take it with water. I just gum in my mouth. <laughs> I just put it straight in the mouth. Do you know what? Uh, Ailey's uh, little brother, um, Mikey, he, he was watching one of the previous episodes and seen that you've done that and I think he started doing that before every workout. Ah, aye, aye. <laughs> so that's the thing, so see if you're having like a whole food diet and you do need extra salt and you are going to train that day, the best thing to take it is about 45 minutes before you train so it's saturated in the muscles, ready to be used. Mm-hmm. Then you drink loads of water right before it as well, so you're saturated with water, with sodium and you're ready to go and obviously if you carb up, like that will make so much more difference in the stuff we're going to speak about. Yeah. So I think the first thing we've got to speak about is like what so many people get just wrong is they need to have protein powder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you need protein 100%, but everybody seems, I don't know why, like I can never fully understand it. Like I don't know, I don't know where the marketing has got to these days because obviously we're not in that marketing place. Like it's all these American marketers are aiming towards us, but they're obviously still getting a lot of people because people are like, right, what? I'm going to get a protein brand, I'm going to get a protein make, what should I get? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, can you know, just start eating more chicken, more meat, more eggs? And they're like, I, I need to have some protein powder on my protein cells, yeah. Ah, yeah. Seen and it does, it comes down to marketing. So I think in the 1960s or 70s, because I remember look, look, looking up the start of, where the fuck did pre-workout come from? Where the fuck did post-workouts come from? Mm-hmm. And that those terms are made up to sell more Self. stuff. Mm-hmm. So protein powder, the anabolic window, oh, uh, this is where marketing at its perfect peak time because it's very simple, 30 minutes to an hour after your workout, you need, this, you need protein in your system. And who's got time to cook a meal? You're straight after the gym, you have a supplement, you put it into a shake, boom, mm-hmm. done. Some people still do that because they, they, they buy into the anabolic window, but studies will continuously show that over time, as long as you have your protein intake on a daily basis, total amount of protein, it doesn't really matter. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Now, I'm sure there's like the bio lanes and stuff like that that can break down the science that there might be an advantage of timing foods throughout the day. Mm. Absolutely, but we're not talking about that here. Protein protein powder, I think, it is, it is one everyone buys into. I think most people, I think most people that I've trained, do, in fact, everyone that I train, there's only a handful who don't struggle eating protein. Mm. And I think that's most people, it's one of the most under under. Um, consumed nut- uh, macronutrients mm-hmm. for, for sure. I, I, so when people first come here, they're like, right, I'm like, what's in your diet? And they're like, like they're eating like 60 grams of protein a day. I'm like, oof, just enough to keep stopping them from like fading away. All their muscle leaving. And uh, but uh, uh, the simple things that we always say, me and you, have protein in every meal. As soon as they start doing that, they start having a protein goal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then if you're hitting, if you're just under, then just have a wee bit more protein in each meal. And it's because they're already having that protein, it's only a wee bit bigger portion, and they can take out some of the carbs and fats. Mm-hmm. And it's that simple. Exactly. And, and for someone they're listening, like, well, how much protein should we having? Uh, depending on who you speak to, we'll tell you a different I'm, answer. I'm, 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 there's, a, there's a range minimum of 0.7, I think, per pound of um, body fat, uh, per pound of lean body muscle. So, mm-hmm. say you weigh 200 pounds. 0.7 times that will give you your your, your minimum, minimum requirement yeah. to, to eat protein and on the higher end I'll never I used to be the more protein I eat the better the bigger, you the bigger I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. not even joking I, I've had days where I've had 450 grams of protein and see the <laughs> talk about shite in there see the stomach cramps and just digestion issues that I had from that mm. that's usually a sign that maybe too, 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 much, too much protein too much. that's what I was going to say to you the other day but when you were saying that I've not really ate much because um, I was going to say, maybe you're consuming too much protein. Jeff Syatt, 
Or Jordan Syed, sorry, I keep calling him Jeff. <laughs> Jordan Syed said that he, he documented his journey and he actually brought his protein intake down and he felt better, he was getting stronger mm-hmm. and he felt like he was building more muscle. Well, see, to be honest with you, it's, it's probably not the lack of protein, it's probably the increase of fats or carbs, depending on what, which one he was deficient in. It could, uh, yeah, it could, it could be that, but um, uh, it, could be, it could be a number of things. This is where nutrition is so complex, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, 0.7 from a minimum mm-hmm. pound of body fat. Pound, uh, uh, pound of lean body mass and the higher end I would go at 1.2 and I think that's something that you should listen to it's lean body mass mm-hmm. which is the muscle mass on your body if you are 300 pounds and you are severely overweight mm-hmm. you will not need that times 300 yeah. you'll need that times well, you, can, you can slightly work it out if you, can, if you can work out your body fat percentage then you can work out your lean body mass I normally say to a client that, that is um, heavily overweight is I'll work off their calories and work backwards from that like mm-hmm. 30 to 40 percent of their their calories total calories being more so on the protein side of things and that usually works out like for someone who's overweight 135 kilo 22 21 22 stone it's usually the high depending men and women as well like in what what type of training that they're doing mm-hmm. and what stage they're but anywhere from the kind of 160 mark up to north of 200 I yeah. think is a good starting point yeah and then it's really how you feel how's your digestion mm-hmm. if your digestion shit right maybe let's what's first of all so this is where we come on to supplementation because it's hard to eat for a lot of people to eat a lot of food mm-hmm. because it's that snacks and stuff like we said in a previous mm-hmm. episode so the powder i like is a tool and that's where that that's all it is it's just a tool you've had a busy day you're coming to the end of the day and you're like fuck man mm-hmm. i don't have time to make a meal it's easy to bang a shake down 40 30 grams of protein 60 grams of protein if you yeah. two scoops very easy to do but so many people um ritualize it rely, i rely on it um or use that, but so many people are doing it and they're like, oh, it's just the protein farts and that's like, that's no, that's, that's not going to happen. No, people it's not. Like, oh, I've just had my protein. Like, uh, it's no, it's not going to happen. That is your body telling you that you're not digesting that, that probably. That is, that is. And I heard, I, I can't remember where I heard this, but I heard it and then I thought to myself, because I used to brag, I was like, oh, I've had a lot of protein today and it's just what happens, your body just is going to have a different way of digesting it. And I was like, no, maybe it is the quality of it. So I remember taking uh, protein powders and then realising there was different qualities of protein out there. So mm-hmm. you have your isolate, you have your whey isolate, mm-hmm. um, you have your vegan, and see in all honesty, see I'm trying to find a good vegan protein brand, but they're usually the best ones to digest because it's, it's easier on your gut. But they're also really expensive. It's <laughs> 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 fucking so expensive when it comes down to it. Like three, three pounds for a scoop of protein, you're like, right. Oh, fucking no bottle in here. I know, I know. But at the end of the day, protein is protein. Aye. And that's the main markers look at. You're digesting it well, if you are cool, then it's a good it's a good so tool I, to have. I think we can agree, if you're farting too much, you're not getting the right protein for you. So you'd rather have it from Whole Foods. I mean, see, not, not only is it better having from Whole Foods from just that protein perspective, that you get some nutrients in the chicken or the, or the fish or the, or the red meat, but... If you're having a, a meal, you're usually having some, maybe having some vegetables, some potatoes, or something with that meal. So you're, so you're having some carbs and some fats with the protein, which is also just good for your general health, instead of just having a protein shake, which is so, which so many people do. So as you say, they come home and they just have a protein shake. I mean, protein on its own, I mean, it's not going to give you the other health benefits in mood and feeling better. I think it's and easily to the opposite. We are saying that you're... Um, your gut might not digest that. Like mm. I know my, my brother's going through like a, like a two year process to try to work out what the fuck's fucking him up and mm. he's went back to full clean eating he still kinda work out. So we're not saying this is going to fix it, but it's said if you never thought about this war before, it's certainly something to look at. hundred mm-hmm. percent for sure. So when it, when you look at protein, 
Try and get it from Whole Foods if you can't. Protein powders are there, but protein powders are magic. they're no magic. They're just they're just a, a just a different way to eat protein. Uh, that, that, that's way all it is, and I think that's the main part. That's the main point here is so many people think you need to have protein powder. No, you don't. You need protein, and protein powder is a way to get it. <coughs> but if you can't get it, from, let's get it from Whole Foods. Aye, so I think this leads nicely on to so we're talking about supplements here. So protein post workout is usually the post workout protein meal. Mm. You then have markets then generated because we spoke about an anabolic window and then we spoke about the or sorry through the I think it was nine I can't remember what forget the brand who really blew up the pre-workout game but it was like get hyped get fucking massive and strong before your workout for your workout mm -hmm. and that's where the pre-market workout a pre-workout market came from oh, yeah. so we done a wee bit of pokey pokery jiggery with some <laughs> pokery jiggery <laughs> with some content that we're spitting out saying pre-workout was for pussies oh, blah 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 yeah. but again same as protein pre-workout it's not a magic thing. A lot of people, well, I guess, what's your take on it then? Long form content, you know, like Right, my take, like, so my take on you it. Took, you took a lot. A lot I, used to, I used to take people work out every single uh, gym session. Look, genuinely, right, if you look at all the other parts of your training, your nutrition, your sleep, I mean, if you've got that on point or to a, bit, to a better point, then you don't need pre workout, especially for the vast majority of people. I mean, there's people taking pre-workout to go to a spin class. I'm oh. like, you're, you're damaging your health to go to that spin you're class. You're an adrenaline junkie yeah, and causing more yeah. elevated stress levels. But the, th but the thing is, like, pre-workout is meant to last a, a good amount of time. So if you take pre-workout half an hour before your workout, it's going to last about an hour and a half to two hours for that full stretch. If you're just taking it for a small class or maybe a 45 minute gym session, and then after it, you've got the, be you've got the, the side effects of pre-workout, the crash, the low mood, the sitting about doing fuck all because you've used all this adrenaline to do a short session and then you crash and then you, obviously you've got the other side of it where you don't really feel much from it because your caffeine top it tolerance is that, and your caffeine tolerance is that low, so then like you're just taking something. What what are you really doing? Your brain and body. Yeah, you're just you're adding and adding and adding. To it. Mm -hmm. No, look, I'll be first to admit caffeine tolerance wise, I'm fucking. He's high. Hold on, hold on. I'm sitting here with a can of Monster <laughs> and a fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my third. Third or fourth coffee of the day. Is it? Aye. Fuck it. Um, now, I'm coming. So, what fucked me up was moving to England, right? <laughs> so, English culture of working in an office and um, having a team of people, uh, it's cups of teas and cups of coffee. I must have had maybe one coffee a day to that point. And I actually remember when my best mate, when we were staying at his, and I think I was 19, I was sitting at his, and he was like, Do you want a coffee? And I was like, When the fuck did you start drinking coffee? He's like, no, he's like, of course, I, I took a sip and I was like, that's alright, but we were gaming all night, so it's like, this shit's going to keep you up, so aye, I was like, right, cool, aye. let's have another one, have another one, and I fucking hated the taste of it, to the point where I actually love the taste of coffee now, I just need to look at getting decaf coffee and just think, like, I always think, because I think, why the fuck would I take decaf coffee? Mm, that fucking <laughs> So that's what I think, if I can't stop drinking it, because there is, there, there, like, even going from seven cups a day down to three, I can feel that. Crash. I can feel that. I can have a cup of, cup of coffee. I did last night actually. No, 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 never last night. It was a couple of weeks ago where I was. It was like ten o'clock at night, and I was like, I just want to be a cup of coffee with this fucking uh, one of the um, biscuit things. And I had one here. It's, uh, it's not a biscuit. It's a. <laughs> what would you call it? It's a wee fibre bar things. Ah, oh, yeah, it was a dead thought, dry, uh, and I was like, oh, I want a wee cup of coffee with it. Mm -hmm. It was ten at night, and then I drank it, and then I was sleeping like twenty minutes later. Were you? Aye. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself. This thing fucked You're fucked! I'm not telling this but um, so, anyway, like, caffeine with, caffeine with pre-workout, I think 
to one extent, yeah, there is a lot of people abusing the pre-workout game for that. For mm-hmm. that, however, one the, the reason that it's so popular is is ritualised. It is. It's another way. Yeah, right? you, you go take a pre-workout. Right, let's train. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's that way you need to be. If you don't take a pre-workout, can't train. Aye. So and and it's programming your brain time and time again. It's just mm-hmm. like when we were saying like before you say a sentence, I was saying like you, <coughs> and that's like your brain switching on. So I feel like the pre there must be. I don't know the science behind it. Um, I know we know some some good friends of ours who take it every single workout mm-hmm. before the workout because it gets them in the zone. Oh, and I, <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking up for these guys here, um, even though I don't, <laughs> I don't buy into it. But they they do. There must be something that's mentally programming their brain to go right. Showtime, it's mm-hmm. game time now. And I think that's what it. That's really what it comes down. To. I mean, I mean, caffeine has been shown in studies to increase athletic performance. But the main problem that comes from most people is they take it too late in the day, their sleep is affected and whether you think, when it comes to performance wise, the whole point of perfor- the whole point of going into the gym and performing is to give your maximum performance, the maximum muscle breakdown and then the maximum recovery mm-hmm. to get bigger and stronger. Well, that's to be able to see it, but what the fuck's point they got the gym apart for that? Obviously to get more mobile as well, but the main thing you're doing in a lot of movements is breaking down muscle and then recovering to be bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. But if you take pre-workout and you smash it, but then you go to sleep and you only get four hours worth of good sleep out of a possible eight because you're taking pre-workout too late in the day, or just take pre-workout at all because for some people it lasts a lot longer, everybody's that a little bit different, and then the benefits from training harder than that workout are, are gone. You wake up the next day feeling fucked, you don't do as much the next day, and you've done all the one to keep to induce function as a, as a normal human being and that's where the slippery slope of pre-workout comes because the, pre, the, the caffeine content of them is so so high it's like 200 so I, start, I think a, a regular coffee will get about 90 milligrams of caffeine in it if that and most pre-workouts will start at 200 mm-hmm. um, Min- and they're fucking nuts Min- <laughs> the, 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 the lowest ones are 200 and I guarantee some of the like, for the majority of people like the average people who just come in and get in a workout and that I strongly believe you do not need that for your your, your gym goers and your gym mats. Then aye, cool, right? You're 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 zoning in. You're getting mm-hmm. into that one percent. There's still an argument there, but you're still like that. Sure, but for the gym mats and that, I can I, I, you can you can look at them and they're probably taking a good deal of their nutrition and sleep already. Aye, exactly. But for the general pop, they're not even bothered with that. So if you're if you're going to affect your performance in such a way and affect your sleep already, then you know don't take it. What to do is either have a line of cocaine if you're feeling that you need it that much, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I so, something like speed. If that's the way, the, if you're wanting 300 milligram of caffeine to do a spin class, then just take a line of coke before it. Or, as you say, just have a wee cup of coffee. Aye, that's, or a wee, a wee can of monsters, so, you know what I mean? Aye, so, like, is he actually talking about the monster cans? I'm trying, I stepped away from this for a good fucking. Covid, Covid was the best thing for me because I wasn't going into an office anymore and I was stuck in my house and I would never go out and buy a couple of cans of Monster, it was just because I was on the go, I was at the canteen and they were there. These fucking things as well, I guarantee you, I would strongly, strongly recommend anyone tries this. If you are consuming Monster cans and whatever on a regular basis, and I know this is rich coming for me because I'm fucking drinking one now, but how shitty you feel drinking them, you do not even know. And your body, you, you just adapt to drinking that, consuming that on a regular basis. So, so I'll, I'll tell you a story, right? So I used to take pre-work at every single gym session. And, you know, I was getting really bad social anxiety. They were sitting drinking these kind of words, as I say And I was getting really bad social anxiety. And uh, I was like, you know what, I think it's the caffeine. So I quit, I quit, I quit the pre-workout. And 
I got depression for a full week, and I'm not saying it, it went longer than a full week, right? But then I went right, I'll go back to the gym. I went into the gym, I can always remember, I went up to squat, I put my usual weight in the bar. I was like, this is fucking heavy. And I was like, I feel shit. And that went on for another full week. And then, so I, like, I never really trained again. And then I went in, and like, the weights were feeling alright, but I was feeling fucking depressed. I had no adrenaline or no drive. Do you know what I mean? I just, I was just so fucking low, and that was just becoming off pre-workout. Yeah. I need to look more into this for sure because it's definitely I have pieced together with myself and, and some clients. I used to drink diet cokes and and sugar-free fizzy drinks. And I used to think right, uh, sugar-free um, energy drinks. I used to think there's no sugar in them, so it can't be harming me. But see how gassy that made me feel. Mm. I was so used to that feeling. I cut them out through COVID. Came back to getting out a wee bit more, and I remember going. Oh, I used to have a monster can every time I sat down the game or every time I done. Ah, it's like the ritual. Ah, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get one because I was craving it. I could, I could feel the taste, and I mm-hmm. took a sip and I was like, oh, that's nice. And then five, ten minutes later, I was like, oh man, I, was, I feel that fucking shit. Like, Aye. and then I was like, oh my god, it took, it took, it took a couple of times of me doing it. This is what it is. This is what it is. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. And look, yeah, I'm, I've took like four or five sips of that can, and I can feel that. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take one for the camera. <laughs> I can feel that my. Like the gassiness coming there, but don't get me wrong, I love the taste there. I do. Love, I don't drink it for the caffeine. It's just the taste. It's I tasty. I was a wee bit hungry. No, but see, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. You say you don't drink it for the caffeine, right? But your brain knows that that taste is correlated with caffeine. Maybe, maybe, but there's no, a there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, maybe a bit. You think so? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Your brain knows the taste of sensation. Be- because I, I don't think I've ever drank them for cat. I've never went right. I'm fucking tired. I'm gonna take a no, but the first thing you drank it, you wasn't you weren't sure how it was gonna make you feel. No, the first thing you drank it though, you know how it tasted, mm-hmm. right? And then you know how your brain knew how it felt. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's why, pe- like sweet things. See, when you don't eat a sweet something sweet for that long, when you when you try it like a bit of chocolate for maybe if you haven't had it for two months, it doesn't taste as good as if you waited a week. Not even that. It fruit. Beca- fruit. fruit. If you like. Eating fruit while you're eating like chocolate sweets and that, you're like, ah, mm, I'd rather the chocolate. Mm. But I remember on um, a prep, uh, one in, in my prep, and I was like, oh, in fact, it was pineapples, just in pineapples. I'm, I'm no, I want to say I've had like any shite or sugary stuff in, a, in a, a good few weeks. And I was eating that pineapple, and I was like, this tastes fucking unreal. It's good, uh, <laughs> it's like, so like good. But see, compare me to having pineapple when I've got chocolate and all that in my diet, and then I'm like, Mm, it's not really that sweet because my taste buds are mm-hmm. are desensitised to the, the, the other types of food. But the whole the whole reason why like sugar tastes so so tasty is because your brain knows it's got a sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's same with, same with caffeine, and it's the same when I used to. So one of the reasons why I probably got depressed so much is because I used to smash pre workout. I used to get tunes in the way there. And I used to go, come on! But I was driving there like that. <laughs> it's like the TikToks. <laughs> it's like the TikToks. It's, it's like me, me on my way to the gym, doo, 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 and then it's on the way home. It's just silence. And now it's the opposite way about. I drive there like this, and then I go home like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like when you stop taking pre-workout or caffeine before, you did the opposite. It's so, so fucking strange. Weird. So fucking weird. It, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's all fascinating. But there is one thing just before we move on to some other supplements that has came out of this whole fucking ridiculous market. And that is you have your pre-workout, your post-workout, and then the fitness industry went, hmm, how the fuck can we make more money from people? And then they went, intra-workouts. Oh, well, let's get into, like, you need an intra-workout shape. You need BCAs. Oh, fucking get to fuck with oh, oh, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot with them. I don't think it's as common. Now. I think everybody sort of knows, unless you are um, not eating any meat whatsoever, any protein from 
<laughs> Unless you get fuck all protein in your diet, don't take BCAs. BCAs are probably the biggest pissing waste of money that you could you could be spending it on. So well, let's explain. BCAs are called branched chain amino acids. All branched chain amino acids are already in protein that you get from your diet. So why the fuck do you need more of these branching amino acids that don't even make a protein because there's not enough of them? Just marking. And that's it. Is. But the intro workout as well, like, they, everyone watches fucking C-bomb training, bodybuilders training, and yes, these guys are fucking killing it. 24 hours around the clock. There's an argument for those guys. Two hour long sessions. Yes, okay, there's, they're trying to get the most amount of exhaustion out of Absolute the muscle. Peak. Aye, aye, they're peak, at the peak. But there's, there's other things that's going on there as well. Uh, it annoys me when uh, there's, there's people in the gym that I've seen and they're in for 40 minutes and 20 minutes in they get a banana out of their bag and then they're starting and I'm like, what the fuck's going on there? Because see when you work out and you go into that fight or flight mode, your digestion and your... Why is it spewed? Uh, no, not even that, it tones down so you, your hunger signals isn't alive and I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on there? And, and any t- I've, I've spoken to a few people as well about this and, and they say, I was just, um, I, need, I need to get my lifts in. It's like... What, what, what? <laughs> you need food for that, like, and, and you're working, you're too late. Like, aye, far too late. that won't do anything for you in that, far in that too point. Late. So, I so there, that was, and this is what it all comes down to it's marking. Now, is there times to have it? Yes, but listening to this, I guarantee there's maybe we don't have that many listeners, but I'd say maybe one person that listens <laughs> to this, one percent of people, maybe half a person that it fits for your criteria, but for the majority of people, you don't need it. No, you don't need it. No, you don't. You, do, you definitely don't. It's only for peak performance. As we've already explained, who they've got the nutrition, sleep, and all that already dialed in, then you can look at things like that. So I think we'll move on to our next and last main supplement that people go on and talk about is creatine, and more importantly, creatine monohydrate, mm-hmm. which is the creatine. If you're going to be taking one, just get creatine monohydrate. It is the cheapest creatine out there. It is the most researched. It is the one that does the fucking job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Do you do you take creatine? I don't take creatine, but what I did find for me is that I didn't actually respond to it. And some people don't. It's like it's it's, it's a thing. Some people don't respond to creatine, and uh, I didn't. Like when I stopped taking creatine, I never felt any different. I never got less strong. I never got my my my, my, my work capacity never went down. When did you take this? So I started taking creatine in January. I stopped taking it in June. Was this the same thing you were having steaks? Yeah. That might be why then, because uh, no, that's, uh, like, that's an art thing as well. And look, everyone's different. If there's one thing you take away from your supplements, yes, there's bigger rocks they could take care of, but also how every other person digests supplements can be different from person. I was going to say, I can't remember the genetic makeup, but some people don't digest creatine in the same way, so it doesn't get stored in the muscles the same way as other people do. And I, I generally think I'll go that, because like, I would take it if I, if I could, because it's, it's cheap. <coughs> it's, not, it's not an expensive supplement, it's like 20 quid for maybe just well over a month yeah that's my goal and I think like so yeah it's, it's probably if you're going to spend money on supplements for sure like creatine's up there everyone arguably maybe protein is a safety net for if you don't can consume your protein but everything else like maybe we'll get onto the vitamins and minerals that's maybe do something to cover off but I just, just before even before even like one thing I should have said at the start here the best thing you can do I, I strongly believe I've started doing this over the last year and a half two years is get your blood work done. Mm-hmm. We'll come on to vitamins and deficiencies in a wee sec, but 100%. a full blood work panel is the best way to identify is there something lacking in your diet. So I've had I've ran two of these now and I'll be doing another one. <coughs> I'll be doing another one in the next um, couple of weeks where I'll have three points throughout my life and I can see from point A to this so the first time I got my blood work done to the second time I got my blood work done, what have I changed nutritionally and did that make any positive markers? 
a few things did, but not as much as I, as I wanted to, especially on my um, testosterone side of things. So now I've done something else with, not necessarily nutrition, but from point B to point B to the next time I get that one, I should be able to see those markers. Mm. And it allows me, because one thing as well, like you, you could be taking some of these supplements and it says, right, take one a day and you might be a bigger person. So you need to take three for uh, a day for that to digest well that, and get into that, it. That's what I've found with supplements that I take more than the recommended dose because I'm... Love it. <laughs> I'm fucking huge! I'm fucking huge, man! It's a love taking Oh, I love it! <laughs> uh, but no, no, you're right. Like, uh, definitely, like, you might be taking, like, zinc, for example, and you're like, nah, my stomach's still there. It's like, well, how much of it you're taking? Do you need maybe a wee bit more just mm-hmm. to get that into your system? Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing beats t- getting it from Whole Foods because that's. Nothing beats it. Aye, aye, it's okay. going to be the same. So, what, so on, on creatine, do, do you. So you don't take it, do you? Have you got any of your clients taking it? No, I don't have any of my clients taking it. Uh, if they want to take it, hundred percent, go and take it. If they, so whenever my, I don't really push supplements on any of my clients. Say, yeah. I absolutely do not do it. Uh, if they come to me and say I want to take this, this, and this, I'll be brutally honest with them. Most of the time, I'll say no, I don't take it. I don't need it. Uh, or if they say I need protein powder, I go do. Do you have time to make your food? And if the answer is yes, then no, I don't get it because try that oxygen uh, first. Yeah. Is it, it's one or, one or two clients I've gave creatine to, and this is probably the most underrated benefit of this supplement. Um, I train um, a few people in their um, no advanced age, but that are that are elderly, and on the lead up to operations, creatine is proven to retain or, or, or slow down the process of muscle atrophy. Right. So we knew these uh, knew these ladies were going into certain operations. Mm-hmm. And I know that they were going to be bed bound for four to six weeks, maybe a wee bit longer depending on the operation. And this slowed down the process and allowed them to retain the muscle mass that they had so they didn't atrophy as much. Mm-hmm. Brain cognition as well, um, I love it for my older clients. I think, uh, to be honest, I should I should revisit this and make sure that it is something I actually bring atten- bring to their attention and let, let anyone make the decision but prove the facts. So here's the results, here's the studies of what, what this has been um, like in certain cases in, in, in advanced age of, of people taking creatine mm-hmm. and what it's done to their brain cognition, oh, yeah. how sharp they are. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I just think I think that's the best, the, one of the best benefits. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what mu- mu- muscle atrophy is, is muscle atrophy is the breakdown of muscle cells and the small, like basically your muscles getting smaller. Because obviously I don't think hypertrophy and atrophy. A lot of people wouldn't know what that is. So hypertrophy is gain in muscle cell size, and muscle atrophy is when your muscle cells yeah. shrink. And that and that just happens when any. Sadly, I guess most people would experience this. Especially, with, especially with age, as you say, if your clients are getting older already, mm-hmm. and they're going to be bed bound, that is that's that's when that's when people get muscle muscle atrophy, and that's where creatine is. is I, didn't, I didn't actually know that that's what that, that, I, that, that, that was the one that and um, it made her it gave her more energy throughout the day. It made um, made them recover. Well, recover and bouncing back from operations could have been a mixture of strength training beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then also supplement with that, which is one thing that she kept to yes. through through the thing. So that was a good that was a good bounce back. So, so I guess lastly, vitamins and, and what was it? So vit- just just, just some vitamins and minerals to go over that we genuinely think that people could add into their diet, and it's just simple vitamins and minerals. That I think fuck our supplements we've just spoke about, right? Spend your money on vitamins, spend your, spend your money on vitamins or 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 as Dale's already spoke about, you know, get get blood work done. Especially if you're if you're Asian, you've never had something like that done. If you are 30, 40, 50, 60 and you've never had your blood work done, 
hundred percent go and get it done ASAP. I wish it, I wish ASAP. it so if anyone's younger and listening, I wish I got mine done um in my early twenties. Only because I would like to look back and have snapshots at my life so I can go when I'm forty, twenty one, twenty five. 26, 27, and, and I do want to get them on a yearly basis now till mm-hmm. the day I part ways to die. Um, but yeah, because that, that'll allow me to live a long, sustainable, healthy life because mm-hmm. I can go, right, what have I not been doing? Oh, fuck, I've not been eating as much red meat. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, it just naturally shit happens. It's like, it allows you to reflect on your life and go, right, what the fuck has went wrong? Oh, I've taken on a new business opportunity, my fucking stress has been through the roof, mm-hmm. looking at my cortisol and the blood work, like, do I need to supplement stuff or do I need to change the way that I'm training? Like, it just allows, it gives me more information to make a healthier decision on my, on my lifestyle. Uh-huh. It's like, you, everybody's lifestyle changes so much and they don't even realise that they could add things, they could add different things in monthly and feel different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If they just kept taking the same supplements for the rest of their life, they're not going to feel that way. But moving on to the blood work, if you don't get your blood work done, Obviously, one of the things that you can do is just a simple supplements out there that you can take. So, I'm just, we're just going to go through them quickly. So, do you take any supplements? Right now, no, but I think every person in Scotland, or even in the in the UK, should definitely be taking vitamin D this time of year. So, when we get darker nights, and there is a, there's no, it's no rocket science why through every winter month in the UK, people tend to add a wee bit more weight on, move a wee bit less, and feel shy. Mm-hmm. There's a thing called sad. Sad winter. Aye. Winter sadness. It's a it's a medical condition. And I used to manage a person. She's like, oh, um, I've got sad. And I was like, what? She's like, I've got sad. I can't work until it's. I had to send her home at like three o'clock because she couldn't work when it was in. And I thought, I'm fucking at it. Like, <laughs> I hate that you have to put a name on everything and look. Uh, this was me. This was me young and inexperienced and. Looking back at that now, it probably was like there's maybe other things going on there. So, rightly so, but it's definitely no wonder, and it's because we don't get enough exposure to sunlight. Sunlight is fucking huge of what it does. Massive, to especially coming out these days. Mm-hmm. Sunlight is like severely like you should get sunlight. I mean, they always say first thing in the morning, but when we get up first thing in the morning, it's fucking dark. <laughs> you go to work. And it's dark. <laughs> you come here, you're a fucking vampire. Aye, aye. So that, yeah. that that is why we get that sadness. So if you don't get any sunlight, especially obviously you live in Scotland. I mean, see when you're outside and it's it's cloudy, you're still getting sunlight, you know, you don't think it. But if you're not getting outside at all, you're sitting at office all day and you live in Scotland, England, wherever, it's not really that sunny mm-hmm. that much, then it's dark quite a lot, then vitamin D3 is the one you should be looking for. Yeah, yeah, so vitamin D and then the next one would be vitamin C. So vitamin C... I've always liked to think I've had a, tr- a strong immune system anyway. I very rarely get uh, ill and, uh, and sicky, but um, vitamin C, if you feel that you do have a poor immune system, vitamin C is a very good one to, to kind of... So I'm going to gonna actually go and pick up vitamin C today. I'm going to pick up my vitamins. I, I stopped taking them for a week there, as I said, and I've, I've ended up with diarumpus. <laughs> <laughs> so like that could be possibly why. Uh, like I feel better when I take all my vitamins every single day. I don't take any. I don't take any multivitamins. I just take the vitamins that I think you know are valuable in Scotland mm-hmm. or for my lifestyle. For yeah. my lifestyle. I know. I know. Cool. Right. I think that wraps up. Is there any more that you would add into? It? So oh, no, B B12. Sorry. Before. So uh, no B12. So I would add. Um, oh, where is it? Oh, what's happened here? Aye, so like B vitamins I've taken before, you'll see B12 drips as well, that's another thing that's quite popular and it's just because you're so deficient in the B vitamins. So many, so many people are... Uh, that's why you feel so fucking good after taking it. <laughs> right, okay, right, every week here, you get a 20 minute fucking drip. Here and, we go. Aye. So there is two more. Omega-3s, mm-hmm. the, you can only get these in fatty, fatty fish. 
So if you don't have fatty fish, you're never going to get them. Yeah. They're good for joint support. They're good for immune system. So I have a client with rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, if you've already got arthritis, then adding some, something that was going to help your joints is going to be severely beneficial. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're training weights, you obviously want that joint support. So and you can only get these from fatty fish. And then, you don't like fish for sure, definitely. 100%. 3-6-9. Mm-hmm, 3-6-9. So you're looking for your DHA and your... What's the other one? LDA? LDA, yeah. That's it. So you're looking for the two uh, fatty, fatty acids from fish. If you don't get them, supplement them in. And the last one I take because I like, I'm quite an overactive mentally person. Uh, so I like some magnesium to... Yeah, I like to smoke a joint. <laughs> <laughs> Big bit of marijuana. No. Big bit of marijuana. Do you know what I mean? Like sm- smoky juice. No, I like to have some magnesium in the morning, magnesium at night. I definitely feel like when I have that before my bed, I have a better sleep. Ah, cool, cool. Right, well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, as we got to the end of this episode, we just realised the audio was fucked up, but hopefully you can hear us. Ah, yeah, hopefully um, it's okay. But yeah, as always, thank you for the support. You can find us on Instagram at Bulletproof Mindset UK. You can find me at Coach Crosser. And you can find me at Roger Fit. See you guys soon. Have a nice one.